0: And we're live.
1: Yo, what's up, guys? Performance Academy uh, with your co-host, Zach Rowe. And Josh. Alright, what's up, guys? Episode 3. Like a week late. We keep keep saying we're going to do two weeks, but it kind of turns into three weeks. Yeah, well, everything's crazy right now. uh, Yeah, you know. It's not like the world's back to normal or anything yet. (sighs) Not quite, unfortunately. Like we were expecting. Um, But that's alright. We'll figure it out. Um, So, yeah, we're back at it. Um, so we'll just talk about our fitness-related stuff, um, like we do, and then we have, uh, one fitness topic that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, like, um, different, uh, training seasons, like, kind of like we talked about last week, because I like that topic to talk about, and then, uh, just current events. Um, you want to start off with the fitness? Oh, we're doing, we're doing right so- now? Yeah. Um, I
0: forget if I, uh... On well, the last one, I said I was switching back to, like, a jiu program or not, or if I was still planning on doing my jiu-jitsu performance training. Um, I forget if I... You were a little fried
1: last time. You were kind of not, uh, super into the training. You were, like... I'm, try- I'm trying to remember what was going on at the time. Like, you were, it was just, you were kind of lacking a little bit of motivation, maybe, um... It was probably because I was you weren't amazing. really feeling it with the training I remember you said like you were, got like 10 15 minutes in a training session or something like, oh you that know, was towards
0: me. that was towards the end of like the hypertrophy um like that, I think that's when i was still trying to gain weight that first time around that, that hypertrophy master cycle that was the last I remember you talking about
1: um yeah I think training I
0: was just over training and like yeah so now I've kind of dialed back I've got another hypertrophy block since my jiu- Jitsu gym not so only is it not open but got burnt down in the riots so I can't even train so I'm, what's the point of doing jujitsu specific training if I can't, I can't even train officially. Yeah. Um, any,
1: any, cause I know they were trying to change locations. Is there any news on that?
0: Uh, they're looking at a couple locations, but nothing like it's not open yet, you know, so I haven't heard too much, but I'm trying to get yeah. it open. So I decided, well, I might as well go back on like a, I have a hypertrophy, um, training cycle, try to gain some more weight, um, and just roll with that again. And then I cut back how many times I lift, like four days per week. I feel like beforehand, while I liked it and it gave me something to do, I was just training too much. Uh, uh, like six days a week. Yeah, six days a week, and I was being productive. But I feel like it'll help me like cut down my energy expenditure because like I don't have that much like fat. Like I'm, I'm like skin and bones and then some muscle, and muscle takes more calories at maintenance to maintain. So I feel like if I'm being active six days per week, then I'm just increasing my my energy expenditure unnecessarily when I could just get into my four days of work. Um, maintain um some some muscle groups and then try to build a few others while increasing my calories and i'm hoping to get some progress like that interesting how, how long have you been doing that before? uh i'm probably back on my third week right now and my um i haven't gained i've gained a little bit some of it might just be um i got back on some creatine so it might be a little bit water weight mm. too um but my uh as far as nutrition like i'm using like a renaissance periodization their app and yeah, uh, since, since i'm only three weeks in like i Um, I haven't really been gaining at the rate that they want me to, and that's probably just because the uh, as it calculates my macros and everything and how much I'm gaining, whatnot. um, It's just kind of like calibrating to my to my body. You know, it's kind of gaining, um, so it's adjusting the macros and the calories as needed, um,
1: increasing and increasing it. So I I do make the progress I need to. So, are you able to keep up with the food? Um, requirements that uh, they're expecting of you because I know before I was a bit of a struggle. Yeah, right now it's okay because I'm not at like as many calories as I was at the
0: end of my last hypertrophy block, where I was eating like 4,500 calories a day on like a that's so ridiculous on a um, on a day when I would I would lift when I, when I wouldn't work out I'd probably still eat something around like probably at least 3,500 or 3,800 something like that. Yeah. Um, but so now I'm I just finished their book Renaissance Periodization. Um, the uh. Is that the title of it? But their nutrition book uh, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so like I'm just going to start including more, like, uh, I guess you would say, like, kind of like junk food, just to help hit my daily... What? To hit my daily um, calorie requirements. Uh, i still eating, like, you know, like, 75 or 80% healthy. But, but any... V-Shred says you gotta eat your vegetables. Yeah, V-Shred's <laughs> an idiot. Because uh, what I wasn't hitting was my daily uh, caloric needs, which is most important for putting on weight. So, oh like, I... Primarily, most of my food comes from healthy, good sources, whatnot. Um, then I'm gonna include some junk food that's uh, a little bit less. Um, it's higher in fat, it's higher in calories, and it's a little bit less, um, I guess, a little bit less satiating. Like you can, you can eat a lot more of it. Like that's a problem with junk food that you can eat a lot of it before like you actually get full. Yeah, more and, processed. Yeah. Uh... Um, so I'm gonna use that to my benefit a little, a little bit, like 20% or so, maybe, um, to help hit hit that calorie limit. Like I like I said, and I think that. Um, with only working out four days per week, whatnot, like it should be a little bit better or easier to hit my goals this time. Cause now I knew what didn't happen or what uh, stopped me last time from hitting my goals. And so like, now I just kind of like, you know, recalibrated and I'm ready to go back at it again. So
1: that's what I'm focusing on. So, uh, I picked up on something. You said that, um, your total calorie intake is the most important. You don't think, um, like your protein, protein intake and like your nitrogen levels are quite as important. No, uh, Dr. Mike and Restaurant Periodization—they say that like uh,
0: when it comes to like uh, body composition and whatnot, it's like 50% or um, I guess like say like 50% is calories in, calories out, so calories, and then the, uh, another 30% is like the macronutrients and whatnot. Mm, so while macronutrients are like really important, um, it's like at the end of the day, it's calories in, calories out. That's probably take up really the majority of it. Because if you're uh, you know eating like um, you're not overly eating fat and you're hitting your uh, carbs and uh, protein but you're not consuming enough of them and I'm I'm not going to see the results I need cuz I need to have I need to have more calories than I'm burning you know so sure and, and if that's sure. like that's 80% right there so he was arguing if you can't do all the other small stuff like nutrient timing and like supplementation some of the other stuff that gets a little bit more nitpicky that's okay cuz generally if you can do 80% this is kind of a rule if you can do 80% of like what's necessary you could probably get most of like the gains or the benefits that you're going to get um, and it's just at, like, higher levels or whatnot, um, when, like, that last 20% becomes very important for, like, you know, performance or, like, high-level athletes and stuff, whatnot. So, you
1: said 80% and 50% of that, you said, is your, your sorry, your total calorie calories, intake. Calories, total calories. And your 30% of, like, your results are from your macronutrient. Macronutrient. Distribution. And yeah, distribution, yeah. Mm, interesting. That's very interesting because, um, you know, when I took, uh, fitness, nutrition, or whatever the fuck it's called at CSULB, um... Alan Cart was uh, the most important thing with um, building muscle and putting on weight is your nitrogen levels, which you get from protein, and, um, you know, uh, this is, like, a little bit of bro science, things you hear in the gym, but, like, uh, where was I going?
0: Nitrates? No, no, um,
1: fuck, what was I saying?
0: Macronutrient levels? What the fuck was I saying?
1: I don't even know. Um... Oh, no, I didn't take the class. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... Fuck, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. Um, but... Oh, oh, no. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that you can't... You can't, um... A big thing is, like, oh, when you... When you, uh... You can't build muscle and also, like, lose weight at the same time. Because you have to be in a caloric surplus. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard. Um, caloric surplus. And, um... That way, you know, you're, you're building muscle, but you're also, you know, you're surplus. You're building weight, and that's going to be fat, you know. Yeah. But she was a firm believer if your calorie intake is at a deficit, but you're keeping your nitrogen levels high with your protein intake, that you could do both, is how she was talking about it, which kind of uh, contradicts what is or tells. No. Like well, that. not – no, I wouldn't say contradicts, but it's – um,
0: I don't know how to say it. What – like, they focus on, like, um, like the rate of gain that you're getting. It's like they're trying to build, like, I guess in my, like, I'm trying to gain weight, is they're trying to build muscle, they're like, adding the least amount of fat. And then when they're trying to, like, um, lose weight, they're trying to lose predominantly fat with the least amount of less muscle loss as well. And so he sure. kind of talks about like that in the books and the lectures.
1: Does he ever talk about nitrogen levels or anything like that
0: with protein intake? Um, it doesn't stand out. Like, it doesn't jump off the top of my head that he necessarily did.
1: How, how does he determine, like, protein intake? Um, or does he not even really concern himself with that? He just no, needs... he does, but it's mostly
0: dependent on like your activity levels, like what type does of sport d- you
1: do, endurance, strength, this or that.
0: But sure, for, yeah. the, for the most part, like the still, it still holds it. Like the rough, um, the rough number still is like easy to go with. Is the one one gram per pound of body weight. That's, that's what I was getting but to. Yeah, depending on like the sport, like endurance athletes could be like I don't know. There's like 0.7 to like one point five as far as two grams per, pro, um, per pound of protein. Um, it's usually within that range, just depending on the uh, sport or the needs of the individual, but uh-huh. still within that range the easiest. Like you said, is just the old one gram per pound of body weight. All
1: right. So. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, the book's
0: full, like really detailed and really good. So I'd recommend. Hey, I'm going to need that, that
1: book soon. Yeah. I finished it. So you can I, um, read it. I'll be honest. I've, I, I kind of, like I told you, I read the first few chapters of the glute uh, whatchamacallit. And then I haven't really listened, or read much. Sure <laughs> it's kind of that. hard to a textbook. Yeah, and I'm just not in the mood. Sometimes I am, and yeah. sometimes I'm just like, I could give less of a fuck. I feel that way, too. I'm just, I'm going through, like, ebbs and flows, where I'm, like, two, three days, I'm in it, and I'm, like, just, yeah. I'm killing it, and I'm on top of things, and then I'll have another two, three, four days where I'm just like, uh. Yeah, did I tell you
0: about that Brad Schoenfield book they got? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah, like I was
1: um it's just his new hypertrophy oh yeah yeah, that's um, right that's right he's like the go-to guy he's like the go-to guy in exercise science and research for hypertrophy whatnot
0: um and like i just like kind of skimmed it real quick and i read like a chapter or something like that but i read his intro and whatnot and like i was going through and i was like damn this thing's dense like this is solid information but this is dense you know this is gonna challenge me and like in the intro, textbook in the yeah it's kind of like a textbook in the intro he says like this is kind of like there's stuff in here that you can get, but like a lot of this is written for like a master's student in kinesiology. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So I was like, yeah. oh, okay, like I'm, that's, I'm gonna uh, appreciate that. I'm gonna like it, but I was like, I'm, this
1: is gonna be pretty. It's gonna take a thorough. minute to get through, yeah,
0: but it's really good stuff still. Yeah. You know. So, but yeah, that, that's that type of reading where it's kind of like
1: you can be a little bit, you know, uh, yeah. mundane or tedious. Yeah, and yeah, that gets tough for me. But um, okay. Um, and then another thing, you said creatine. You're back on the creatine. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you normally cycle your creatine? Kind of. Um, I don't cycle or, for the sake
0: of cycling. I just, I guess, cycle just because I, my my uh, lifting program. I stop my, my scheduled resistance training program, and so I'm just I just stop, I just stop taking it. You know, it's not any rhyme or reason per se. But like I when bet. I get back on a structure like, um, or I'm trying to like you know build muscle, then I'll probably start taking creatine again just to help my my output when I'm lifting. You know. Sure. So,
1: how much are you taking?
0: Um, I think it's five grams or so. Five grams total, huh? Five grams total. I mean per day. Oh, yeah, because okay. I, I think you need like three to five grams or so to keep your uh, your uh, creatine ah. stores t-
1: Talk, topped off. We talked about uh, fuck, I don't have it. Uh, we talked about that nutrition too. Yeah, I don't, know, I I don't remember
0: what the recommended amount was off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it's three to five grams um, yeah. per day. But then like when you're like starting back on it, like the first week, you can like like load or load to, like you take twenty-five grams per day mm-hmm. or something like that. Because if you don't, yeah then it can take, like, longer to be, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I don't know the exact physiology behind it, but, yeah, you can, when you first start taking it, you can load on it and take, like, yeah. 25 grams a day. I
1: have a funny story about creatine. Uh, I don't personally take it. I probably should, but I'm just, like, I just get lazy with, like, supplements, and, you know, I, I, I'd consider that a supplement. Um, yeah, it is. So I just get lazy with those, and, like, and just, like, uh, vitamins or whatever. But um, I have a funny story. So I started an internship, uh, at the Honda Center in Torrance, and so I'm literally just taking uh, temperatures. It's such a bullshit job or whatever, um, but it was my first day probably about a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I got stuck with this one guy. He's a little bit bigger guy, Mexican, um, and we're talking, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be here working at the gym, but it's closed, obviously, because of COVID, um, so I'm here doing this, and then he figures out I'm a trainer, and he just starts asking me hella questions, you know mm-hmm. you know, how people do and um he's like yeah i'm trying to trying to drop some weight and like okay what are you doing for that and and he tells me all this stuff and he's like oh yeah i'm also taking uh creatine um like well that doesn't make any sense like why he's like doing all this cardio whatever and like or no he's not he's not even doing cardio actually he's just doing like he says, like, high-intensity lifting. He's doing, like, a bunch of bicep curls, you know? Oh, <laughs> and he's taking a bunch of creatine. And I'm just like, well, I mean... does, he, he, t- but does he understand why he's taking creatine? No. I explained it what, what it does. And I was like, if you're trying to drop weight and you're taking all this creatine, it doesn't make any sense because you're just probably retaining so much water weight. And um,
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not that that's bad. It's not like it's fat, but still. Yeah, you're but
1: you're... Yeah, it's not bad. Per but say, it would but benefit,
0: like, if he had, like, a structured lifting program and cardio, it would benefit his lifting program, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. But it's not even a good lifting program, and he's doing, like, zero no, cardio.
0: Yeah. Uh, High-intensity bicep curls. I yeah, remember. exactly, exactly.
1: Um, It's, like, people are t- really out here taking shit, and they don't even know what it does.
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, who told him? oh, you got to take this creatine, bro. You know, it's probably it's just, we'll get you in shape. Like a cousin or some shit, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, like, um, on that note, like, I forgot to mention, like, part of this, right now, like, I'm, t- I'm also taking, like, uh, casein as mm, well yeah. as in addition to like whey, and i use that at night just to help me hit my protein requirements um easily more
1: explain explain casey and how it works and well, it's dif- just like a different a, thing
0: whey. It. it's like a slow digesting uh protein so like it's good for like long periods of, like when you're fasting or like overnight obviously mm-hmm. um because then i like um so this is where I get, I get lost in the physiology but because it's slow digesting then like um the supply is
1: um it leaks out for,
0: like, a longer yeah, period of yeah, time. I, I guess leaks out. It works, yeah. I was trying to figure out, like... The, not the, leaks. The, that's not a problem. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the right word, but, I mean, leaks, essentially. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, the whey, whey is primarily um, from, like, milk proteins, and your body absorbs that a lot faster. Quick, yeah. Especially if you take some carbohydrates with it, too. Um, it really increases the rate of absorption, um, which is, you know, there's benefits to that. But, um, yeah, casein is something, yeah, you normally take, like, later in the day, like, before you go to bed. And it's nice, too, because, you know, most of your recovery in your body happens while you're sleeping. Um,
0: yeah. It's pretty you, satiating,
1: too, which is another thing I like about it. I have a glass of
0: milk and, like, throw some whatever in there. Yeah, so that's good,
1: too. To, um, yeah. That'll, like, you know, if that'll help maybe, like, reduce cravings at night if you have a tendency to kind of snack at night, which I know I do. Oh, voice crack. Um, So, yeah, casein's cool. I I remember, I think I told you this story. I went, I didn't really understand what casein was. This was before I really got deep into kinesiology and I was going to go get it at like a, like a Sprouts or like Whole Foods, some like bougie kind of place. And there was a guy just standing there and I was like asking about it. He's like, oh yeah, he's like, it's really not good for your digestive system. This, that and the other. And um, he was just saying a bunch of bullshit. He probably didn't know. At this time, I didn't know like those type of people, like GNC type people, have no certifications <laughs> or or any kind of educational background in supplementation. You know. And so for the longest time, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I don't think casein's really good for you." <laughs> you know, I just like I just like took took his word for it. I Was just like shit on casein for like no reason. Um, which yeah, it's kind of silly, but um, yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. All right. It's just a convenience factor for me. You know, it's not like a magic ingredient, but as far as like hitting my macros and my protein for the need for the day mm-hmm. and whatnot, it's uh it definitely is gonna help, especially as my like, I need to consume more calories as I progress.
1: Does so, it taste better?
0: Yeah, I'm not the taste. I mean a lot of my protein shakes have been tasting kinda of like whatever for years, so yeah. I, I just drink it for what it
1: is, I don't drink it for flavor. For sure. You know, I got I got some beach body protein from their uh, performance line or whatever. Best pro best best tasting protein powder I've ever had. Yeah. It's delicious. Like I you know you know me when I drink protein I have to plug my nose. Like <laughs> like or I'll just yak. Like I just I can't stand the taste or the smell of uh ugh. of um like chocolate protein. Or the chocolate's the most bearable one for me. Any like vanilla, oh forget about it. Hmm. That's very, um, I usually prefer vanilla. Oh, Peanut butter, forget about it. So oh, yeah, chocolate chocolate's the most bearable for me. I still have to plug my nose. It's real nice because, like, it's so weird how you just literally can't taste anything if you can't smell it. Well,
0: yeah, because isn't fucking taste like eighty percent
1: smell? Yeah, it's like people who like yeah. lose their
0: sense of smell; like can't really taste it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's it's weird though. Like you don't you don't you, you don't taste think, it at all. You wouldn't know that yeah. you don't taste it at all. You just plug it and just chug it. That's what she said, but um, that didn't make sense. But I just said it. <laughs> it seemed like it made sense. Yeah, you know? it seemed like it. Was good. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So, anything else to add to that?
0: Uh, nothing really that,
1: that jumps out at me, I don't think, no. Alright, but, so, I can't remember la- if I announced last time, but I'm 100% training for a triathlon now. Um, I'm, I'm going to send it, I'm going to go for it. I'm doing a triathlon, as long as COVID doesn't fuck it up. October 25th, it's a triathlon in uh, Venice. So, I'm pretty excited about that. I've been working towards it. I did the Cooper test, which I don't think I had done at this point.
0: No, you didn't.
1: Um, I think we talked about it. I right? think like we mentioned it, yeah. And you still haven't done yours, so I'm kind of upset about well, I mean, it. I'm not
0: competing but, anytime soon, so why bother?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. You seem pretty jazzed about it. You're the one that told me. I
0: was when I was excited about training and competing in jiu-jitsu.
1: Ah, sheesh. You hate to see it. But, um, so, my my number that I got, so I went to Liberty Park, and I did the Cooper test. If you're not familiar, I don't remember if we explained it last time, but it's just a 12 minute run. And you just try and get as much um, mileage or m- distance. Yeah, distance as possible um, in that 12 minutes. And it's done by meters mostly, as I can see on charts. And so I got 2,715 meters. So for my age and um, gender, I'm in the good range. I was shooting for that very good range, which is 2,800 meters. I'll drop second get it. In but, my
0: defense, I'm waiting for like an actual track to open up where it's like four laps is a mile. Cause I don't want to run yeah. on some like
1: that Liberty yeah. Park where I'm going to do like the yeah. conversions on like a seventh, eighth, <laughs> or like nine fourth track
0: or something, you know, Liberty
1: Park. I was lucky cause I got around and I finished literally the ninth lap, like as I was finishing. So it was, it made the map easy. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, it was easy. It wasn't that big of a deal, but um, otherwise, it would be annoying. to, try to So yeah, that. the Liberty Park it's a bitch because it's um, it's not like f- a five, and a, track. five and a third laps is a is a mile, which is like what the fuck.
0: Yeah, that's why five
1: and a third. Which, you know normally it's quarter quarter laps, um, and I, I got nine, so that was so. If you don't know meters, which you probably don't, because you're probably American. If you're to this, I doubt we're hitting any British guy people with this, but <laughs> <laughs> that's one point seven miles. Um, I ran in 12 minutes, so I was pretty impressed by that. Oh, did you explain um,
0: it's VO2 max?
1: Did you... uh, I don't know. But yeah, it's a VO2 max test. Um, this is the Cooper test. It's not the greatest. It's not like the one where you got the tubes and the mask and the ear.
0: That's a very convenient your, way to do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it. it's like a, more of like a field test than a, like a lab test. What's that called? Um, a
0: metabolic cart? Yeah, it's the
1: metabolic cart. And So the cart's a really nice one. We did that in X-Viz. Um What it does is it, it Measures the oxygen intake and then the um, CO2 uh, expired out of your your breath, and it can tell how much oxygen you're uptaking. Cause yeah, VO2 max stands for maximal oxygen uptake. So how much uh, um, oxygen that your lungs are pulling from the air that can then go and dissipate throughout your body through your blood, or whatever you know. So um, when you're doing an endurance ath uh, when you're an endurance athlete. VO2 max is extremely important to get as high as possible because then you can, you know, work harder for longer. Sustain it. Yeah. And sustain it. Um, so, yeah, VO2 max, uh, mine is looking pretty good. Excited about that. I'm going to... you have a goal? Um, my goal is to get a 2-hour and 45-minute um, time. Or the
0: Before that, are you going to be retesting on the Cooper? And do you have a goal yes, for that? Yes. To
1: to? Yeah, I'm going to redo the Cooper, and I'm going to shoot for, like, 2950, probably. 2950, 3, 3, uh, maybe 3,000, 2950. I think I can do that. An extra, uh, what, 200 yards? A little over 200 yards more. I think, or meters. How probably. do you feel at the end of
0: the test? Or did you give like, it all you
1: got? I, I sprinted the last, like, 20 seconds to get that ninth, that ninth lap, so I made the math easy. So mm-hmm. I was, and I wasn't really running that much. That was actually the first time I, uh, yeah, that was the first time I ran in, like, a month or so. So um, I was really feeling it um, in my legs.
0: You think uh, your is going to carry over
1: at all? To, to the cycling? Yeah. I mean, yeah or so bike, to the running?
0: Yeah, your cycling, like, improvements toward the VO2 max? Yeah.
1: Hundred percent, because it doesn't matter what kind of cardiovascular activity you're doing; it's gonna all improve your VO two max, um, and it's gonna make your it's gonna make your run like your cycling is gonna make your running better. But you also need to really um, take into consideration your um, movement efficiency. Um, so you need to really get the technique down of the running. So I'm really focusing on that. So my training has been like one one day a week, I'll go, I'll ride down to the bay and I'll swim and then ride back. And then the other day, I'll ride just around and then I'll come home, drop off my bike and then run like a mile to two miles. Just get used just get used to um, running after cycling for a while. I'll, I'll cycle for like an hour or so and then just do like a, a mile or two. And, um, and then my other big training day, is my long cycling ride where uh, I just get used to just cycling for a while, for like a couple hours. Um, and then intermittently throughout there, I'll do kind of more just active recovery stuff, like light compound movements, upper body, lower body, do some unilateral, smile, myofascial release, mobility, stretching, just trying to stay mobile, especially my hips and my low back with all the cycling and all the running. Yeah. Um, don't want the hip flexors to get all tight and the low back to get tight. That would not be ideal. Um, and it's going pretty good so far. So yeah, I'm gonna retest uh, two months in because I basically started like a, a four months, four months and a week out from the from the um, event. So I'm gonna test halfway through, see how I'm doing, see if I improved or not, and then hopefully I will. If not, I gotta change up the programming, and then. Um, I'll probably test, I don't even know, I don't even know if it's beneficial to test, again, like, right before, It's not much you can do at that point, and it might just fuck with my head if I'm not improving.
0: Yeah.
1: I just thought about that. I might just do it one more time, because I was thinking about doing it two more times. Um, yeah, because if I test out, like, if I test, like, two, three weeks out, like, th- at that point, there's nothing you can really even do to really kill it, because... I mean, it's like, you're it, programming
0: smart, it, you sh- it should be improving.
1: Yeah, it it's a hundred percent improved already, like so much. Like my cardio, I mean, I've never had better cardio in my life. Um, I've also probably never been skinnier. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a like, double edged sword.
1: Yeah, but it's fine because I like I'm Halloween right now. I know, I know, I know. Once I get back into the weightlifting program or weightlifting um, programming, yeah and just like i know i can do it in like 3 4 months just get right back into it it's just kind of
0: it's so demoralizing when you start back up
1: yeah it's going to be tough at first i know you talked i think you even talked about it on here yeah, it's, it's is, you know you have the different the uh, muscle fiber changes you know you have you convert more to type 1s and um, so then you know when you're trying to do more of that explosive lifting it's tough you got to convert back to type 2s and your central nervous system's not used to it either. Yeah, it's not even, that, it's not um, even just
0: like the, the transition of fibers. It's also like the nervous system. Yeah, it has to
1: get used to that load because yeah. your CNS is used to repetitive, light, um, just repetitive light. Repetitive. Uh, yeah, motion, and then you're doing. You're just like putting a lot, an extra, lo- much heavier load for say like thirty seconds, and your your nervous system's like, what the fuck is going on, you know? Um, so it takes some time for that to happen. Um, but that actually happens relatively quick. The, lo- the part that takes longer is the hypertrophy. You yeah. Know? Your CNS adapts quicker than you are able to start lift or start growing muscle. Yeah. So, at least that's nice. Um, it just sucks. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, though. I've never gone this hard on the cardio um, and then, like, trying to switch back. So, I'm excited for it. But the nice thing about this is I have a goal and I have kind of just something to strive for. Because before that, I was really struggling with training and trying to stay consistent. And I didn't have any kind of routine. I was just kind of just whatever I felt like for the day. You know, I was, I was just doing it to get it done because I know I have to. And now I look, really look forward. It's like a lot of what I think about, honestly, throughout the day. I feel that. Uh, and yeah. even the week. I'll, I'll, you know, I plan my day around it. I look forward to it. And it's cool. It's fun. It's real fun. I've been taking those gels mm-hmm. and trying to get used to taking those. Tastes like complete dog shit.
0: Chalky a little bit or what?
1: No, um, medicine Yeah. Like, you know, like syrupy medicine. Yeah. It's like that kind of texture. Yeah. And, man, you just got to slam it. You just got to – it's in a little pouch thing, so you just – you just, it's like a toothpaste kind of um, thing almost. So you just take it from the bottom, just – Tilt your head and just slam it down, and oh, just try and I, get as far back in your throat as possible, and just swallow it. I had a couple
0: of a couple of those too on the uh, during the marathon. I like there oh, really, was yeah. a sponsor giving those ones out, and they had a little yeah. bit of caffeine in those ones. But I also had like the kind of like the chalky tablets to itself. That, is oh. that like, it's like a goo kind of right? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a gel. To, yeah, I had that too. Yeah, I was actually talking to like Aaron was asking me some questions about that today. Actually, oh really? I was taking it, a, during the, like when I was running and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's important because when you're doing really long um, sessions like that. Your glycogen levels can really drop, and then it's hard to. It's ru- that's the it's, wall. Yeah, yeah, so like, it's you know what's interesting is I learned um, is like marathoners and whatever and runners call it hitting the wall, and then cyclists call it bonking. Mm.
0: Yeah, I've heard that term too. Yeah, yeah, where
1: where you like just you just you run out of glycogen to make energy, and um, so then glycolysis, uh, aerobic glycolysis, slows down. And then um, your oxidative system just doesn't – it can't make enough energy to sustain the the level that you're at. And then it um, depends on how bad it gets. But, you know, vision can kind of narrow in, get lightheaded. Um, you just not get enough energy in your brain, essentially. And then that, shi- um,
0: that shifts then to, like, like, the anaerobic system, right, which then shuts down quick, quickly and that leads to you walking up? Is that how it happens? Say again? Because, like, the oxidative system is no longer – functioning
1: no no oxidative system is still going it's the uh, aerobic glycolysis because there's no glycogen there Mm -hmm. um so glycolysis produces more energy but then it can um run out obviously because because you you can always run out of glycogen right you can only store what is it like 400 grams of glycogen and then like a few extra in your liver but you have thousands and thousands of calories of, of adipose tissue on your body, right? That you use for the oxidative system. But ox, um, oxidation is, is very slow process. So it, uh, it's, for like low intensity? It? Yeah. Low intensity, but even, even low intensity, it's still not, um, I believe it's not enough energy cause it's just too slow. So it supplements the, the, um, aerobic glycolysis, but it can't. Uh, sustain that yeah, just be, by itself you can't be dependent on a, on it for performance yeah yeah, yeah. you'll never see um, an ultra marathon runner in ketosis that's probably not gonna happen yeah um, yeah you know what's interesting isn't it Zach Zach better the one that's um, pretty much almost like carnivore diet I don't remember. It's one of those um, ultra-endurance runners. I think it might be Zach Bitter. Um, sorry if I'm wrong, but he's, yeah, he eats primarily, um, like, carnivore, almost. Just a lot of, I think, ribeyes, T-bones, stuff like that. That's because
0: he would need, like, the carbohydrate, well, though. No, but the
1: thing is, like, that's early in his programming. Once he increases the intensity and starts doing longer, he supplements uh, carbohydrates in.
0: I think I remember that from the podcast. Zach better, yeah. right? I think I'm almost yeah, positive. I think I do remember. Now that you mentioned that, like when his shifting sh- shifts, I do kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah,
1: he said he said it's not possible. You just need you need those simple sugars, like the dextrose and the um, glucose and the, uh, yeah. all those kind of. things. I remember because
0: I, I was telling Aaron like I had actually stopped taking like the gel, like the tablets or whatever, like around like my like eighteen or twenty because like, I was kind of getting that like. I was fucking pushing at that point. Like, it was rough, yeah. and I was like, I was just starting to like, I was trying to like lock in and just like mentally push through it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't take anything. I just got, I just got to keep running. Like it's only this so many more miles to go, so I stopped taking it. And I feel like that was maybe part of the reason, like maybe why I locked up a little bit, is because like I
1: stopped. Why? Why did you mentally say like, oh, I
0: can't keep eating? Because it's, it's kind of like at that like, it's kind of like a bit of a chore, I guess, or whatnot. Like I don't know. It's Just, just trying to keep eating while you're running. Like. Yeah, like I did. I just didn't want to take anything anymore. I just wanted to get it. Like I just wanted to put my head down and finish. Like I don't, like it's kind of hard to like to mention to, like talk about how I was feeling now at, at like, in that at that point. Yeah. Like when I was in it, I was like, no. Like I I I've been taking it, so I was like, no. Like, I don't want to fucking take it again now. Like I'm just gonna put my head down. and like, yeah. Push this out. I don't know if like that happened before or after my hamstrings went, but like, <laughs> but like it was around that time. So like it's kind of.
1: Yeah. Next time. Well, you're just like, you're just, uh, you're in just like survival mode at that point. You're yeah, not, not as it was, you're, you're not, you're not thinking extremely rationally. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning of the race, we were running it super smart and we were staying on top of it, like
0: with that and, get- and the pacing was super good. Yeah. And then
1: towards the end, it started getting really rough. You get, you get tired, you get tired, you're probably a little dehydrated. I mean, I think it's even like 2% of your total, um, water, uh, volume. If you're like down 2% or whatever. Yeah. cognitive function yeah. drops, yeah, you know, does, so yeah. you're just a little dehydrated and, and just, just tired as fuck and then your hamstring hurts and you're like, you know what, fuck this food, even yeah. though it would help you.
0: Yeah. it was definitely an interesting mental state. But I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Like, now when I look back and think about it, like, knowing, like, how I was feeling, like, during that last, like, eight miles, I guess, whatnot, mm-hmm. like, and the fact that, like, I, like, I was like, oh, like, oh shit, like, this could be, like, I mean, stop, did I come some... this far to stop? and like i was just like fuck i can't i can't do it and like I, my performance definitely was hindered but like mentally like i didn't give up when i like and like that's why i ran the race for so, do you like, me- do you remember what your pace was your mile pace yeah so i needed below a 909 for the whole marathon to to get sub 4 Yeah. and uh, i i averaged uh, i was above we were ahead of that we were hitting 850 and 9 for most of the marathon and then my last few uh, like the like the last quarter or last third of the uh marathon, I guess it was the last quarter maybe. When you stopped eating. Um, dropped off so significantly that at the end of the race, like my average mile um for the marathon was nine twelve, which is three nine seconds 12. on per after. So, but, so your average for the whole thing was nine twelve? Nine twelve. Yeah. But so that'd be like nine and a quarter. But my what's it called? My uh miles like eighteen Tons. through or more like nineteen maybe? Miles, like, 19 through, like, 26 or whatever were probably at, like,
1: maybe 9.30 or something like that. Like, they were uh-huh. they're significantly slower whereas my earlier ones. So, let's just, we'll just take, like, we'll just take uh 9.12, which is basically, like, a quarter, right? And then your last, like, 8 miles or so, that's a, l- a little over an hour, mm-hmm. like an hour and 10, mm-hmm. let's say, roughly. And you weren't eating anything at all. So you're de- yeah, I don't, you're... Think, I don't think I was from... so For the whole last hour plus, you weren't eating anything... So your glycogen levels are probably so low.
0: Yeah, probably around, like, 18 or 19 was the last time, like, I took anything. Because I remember my ham, like, from 20 on, like, it was in the shitter. And then, like, 22 is when, like, my hamstrings went, like, gone. But, like, from 20 on, like, I was fighting. And I knew I I probably wasn't taking anything when I was, like, from 20 on when I was just struggling. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as, like, my hamstrings went, like, it was, like, no shot. It was just, like... Put my head down, figure it out. And mm-hmm. Just keep moving one foot in front of the other as quickly cool as I can.
1: Yeah, I mean when you get to that point, it's just like, yeah, I'll figure. But it like, out. But like literally,
0: like I was fucked up at the end of the race. Like my, yeah. pe- my my mom and my uncle was trying to get me go go over to the uh, fucking medical tent and whatnot because like, I was like like my left side of my body was like locked up like right here. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! And like, I was kind of like shaking a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I was like kind of cold. And whatnot, and I was like, Damn, No, I was, I'm fine. Like they're freaking out. I was like, No, I was, I'm fine. Whatnot. I, I, ed- I ended up going over there just for, like for their own peace of mind. So like, yeah. yeah the, the doctor was like, Oh yeah, you probably just you know got a little bit of shock. Um, gave me- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, you never told me that. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. yeah it sounds like you're going into shock. <laughs> yeah. He gave me a little, you're getting, you know, getting the chills. Yeah. He gave me a little metal blanket, whatnot. He said, Oh yeah, yeah drink water, whatnot. Like it's yeah. people, people do that, you know. Yeah. But I got, like I kind of wear that now, like to myself. Like, I, like that was a badge of honor because like I knew like when I wanted to stop and like my, I knew when my body said stop. Sure. I said, fuck it, like, I'm just going to, like, at some point, that could be very dangerous to your health, you know? It
1: would be very but, dangerous. Yeah,
0: people, like, damn. I mean,
1: have you seen clips of, like, people at the end of marathons and literally falling over? Yeah. Like, yeah. you could just easily fall down and just fucking crack yeah. your head on the so country. part of my stupid ego,
0: mindset, whatever, is, like, I'm glad that, like, my body literally said, like, told, my hamstrings went, like, it said, you can't yeah. run anymore, we're going to have to walk from here on out, but I just said, fuck it, like, whatever I can get, I'm going to get I'm going to just dig through and I ran my body into shock. Like it's stupid, but like part of like the, that's wild. Part of like this whole fitness thing, like, I kind of like that. You know, like this is where you can, I
1: like that too. You know, so. I like that too. I mean, there's a part to be
0: smart and whatnot, but like that's that's your time to compete, though. Yeah. that's where you're just. That's like, like where the competitive side, you know. That's out. where you just say, like, "Fuck it, yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna get this stuff." And as much as we like to be like educated or try to be educated, and smart, and whatnot, like I'm in fitness and like sport because I like that that mental aspect. Of that's it. what I
1: like too, and that's what I've been missing out, and that's why I decided to do this triathlon. So.
0: That's good. So, um, Cause that's the
1: realest thing there is out there when you feel like you're fighting for or, you know, for yeah, something dude. You know. Um, I, I keep picturing it, dude. Like, I don't want to sound cheesy, but like, you know, for real, what's that? Um, where you picture what's gonna happen sports psychology? It's not coming to um, me. Um, imagery, real, yeah, imagery. There you go. Yeah, I've literally just like, I'm not even trying to, I'm not even trying to do it on purpose. I just kind of catch myself just like zoning out and thinking about it, like completing it. Oh, I do it, yeah. And I do it all the time. I just get super hyped about it. I can't. I can't wait to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So, you know what's interesting? Yeah. Um. Is you know I've been watching a lot of cycling on video on or a lot of what did you say? Watching a lot of <laughs> videos on cycling and triathlons and whatnot. And they said, yeah, number one thing when you're new to it is you got to be eating, especially cycling, because you can do it for a lot longer, and kind of sustain that more so than than running, and. Um, yeah, it's very common just to kind of just lose, just use all your energy, and then, um, like like I said, bunk, and you want to get used to eating. So, I've been taking those gel packs, even though I probably don't really have to, just to kind of get in the habit of, like, on the bike, you know, ripping it, fucking downing it, and um, just kind of get used to that. So, that you're
0: doing, was it a triathlon or was it an Ironman? Triathlon. Triathlon and the Iron Man's like the more distance, right? It's like double. So on those ones, do they like they have to actually like take food like more than like granola bar? Like do they eat granola bars and like yeah, they eat all kinds of shit. They eat, like peanut, imagine, butter, right? peanut
1: butter, um peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say like fucking bananas. They probably do more um, than just the gels. Pickle pickle the, juice. They probably need a little bit more Pickle juice, yeah. yeah. Um the gels, lots of gels. Yeah. Um they're they're eating like they're eating like constantly. Um, which seems weird. Like, you know, you're, you're like, you wouldn't like when you're exercising. Like, yeah, but it's it's just necessary. It's so Ironmans are so long. It's just like, I mean, so if you don't know, a triathlon is almost a mile swim. It's like 0.93. Um, and then it's 26 mile bike and then it's a 10 K at the end, which is 6.2 miles. So that's a good bit. And then I believe, I believe an Ironman is double that. So fuck that. Um, but (laughs) you're going to be there for a minute. You know, and so I think it's like uh, a good a good mile a good triathlon times like three, three hours right? Like that's elite kind of.
0: Try yeah, I have no idea. Or sorry, saying.
1: um, not triathlon, but um, but marathon.
0: Oh, marathons like if you can get like around like the two hour fifteen minutes, like oh, like shit. I think if someone just broke like the two hour marathon like within the past like year. Really? Yeah, but, like two hours fifteen minutes is like that's top end too. You know. Um, okay. So anything I th- under three, two, like, uh, like if I would think anything under three is amazing, because yeah. like, four is pretty hard to get under two, like, especially for my first marathon. Yeah, no, uh,
1: that's, I mean, your, your first one it's just, like, yeah. you know, get it done. Oh, yeah, so
0: I ended up getting, like, 401, four minutes, one, uh, four hours, yeah, one minute. Such and, like, a bummer. A seconds or something like that.
1: You just, yeah. If you're just a little bit more experienced, like, yeah. you, you knew, like, oh, I gotta eat this. Like, I know I... Like, don't want to, but I just need to eat this just, yeah. just to get myself going. Let's see. Yeah. My um, official
0: time was four hours, one minute, and five seconds. Yeah. So.
1: You just ate just a little something yeah. to keep it going. Yeah. But to hit it. But that's right I you feel know, like that's kind of
0: like, uh, I got what I deserved, I guess, in a sense. That, like, because, like, my training wasn't on, you know, on adequate and my, yeah, whatnot. not yeah, Like, that goes to show that, like, really, like, I could have done it. It was just a, a few of the little things and not training enough as well. But like it was reasonable enough to get under four hours, and I just I didn't plan accordingly. I didn't, I guess, in some sense, train accordingly and whatnot. Whether yeah. it was for injury and whatnot, but like it was attainable. And like part of me was like, fuck, I kind of want to do it again just to beat that. But yeah, I'm not interested in it like for the short term, that's for sure. So, you're
1: just a little green to it. You yeah, know, you make a little mistakes yeah. just here but and it was, there. it was definitely a good life experience, I guess you'd say for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Um, anything? No, I think that's good on that. Um, All right, cool. So, yeah, looking forward to the triathlon. It's cool. Uh, if you are listening to this and you, uh, swim, you're a good swimmer, hit me up, because I need someone to swim with to kind of push me, because I'll slack on the swim. Um, yeah, I really need to focus on that, because that's going to be the hardest part for me, personally, I believe, even though I have experience with swim, but... Yeah, all right. Um, we're already at forty-one minutes. Let's just let's go to the current events because okay. these will take a minute. Yeah. We don't have to do that other stuff. We talked for a good minute here. Uh, so the first one is um, the eight hundred pound bench press. It was misloaded. Um, let me get the gentleman's name. I can't remember his name, but here he already has the current um, bench world record. Uh, Julius Maddox. Gigantic-ass dude. Um, He already has the current bench uh, raw bench press, which was like 740, I think, or 760, which is bananas. And then he wanted to break it again for whatever reason, and he was shot for 800 pounds. Now, this powerlifting event, he's a powerlifter. This powerlifting event was on ESPN. I mean, mainstream is uh, mainstream that I think that powerlifting has ever gotten. Yeah. Powerlifting is a very niche kind of sport. Yeah. It's not p- powerlifting and weightlifting is very niche. It's not like it's not like the um it's not like CrossFit. No. Or um, any kind of major yeah. regular sport, you know. So this is a this is a big look for bench press or sorry for bench press, for um bench power, pressing Olympics. Yeah. For just <laughs> all <laughs> bros rejoice
0: bench <laughs> press yeah. sport.
1: Uh, um, no, for powerlifting in general. Um, and so he's he's going for the world record 800 pounds and. They misload the fucking bar,
0: like they didn't put enough weight
1: on. Yeah, they missed a whole forty-five pound plate on one side. How do they do that? Right, fucking bananas. He's going for a world record, and you're on ESPN, and you misload the bar. I just that's wild to me.
0: That's actually really crazy. And
1: so he ended up getting hurt slightly. Um, I think he fucked up his like pec, his shoulder, which you know. You could you could tell as soon as he took it out of the rack, and then I think the guy he like helped him get it out, and then as soon as he let go, you can he like one side dipped immediately, um, and it was like everyone was like what huh like that's weird, um, and then and then everyone starts to realize like oh it's misloaded, and then everyone's fucking screaming like how do you how do you like have this, um, so yeah big big fuck up uh,
0: like how many people like. You would think people would be counting that, right? One, the lifter, Yeah, so then,
1: who do you think... Who is it the lifter at fault, or his team, or the people that are putting on the events, uh, or the ref? Because there's always ref there. Well, I think it's...
0: Like, like who? It's on, I think it's on the lifter, his team, and the ref. I don't... Not, I mean, the people who uh, put it on, or whatever, but, like, as, like, when I left... I like, think I'll, it's on the lifter? I mean, like, yeah, he has a team because, there, but, like, he should check it, too. Like, he's the one moving the weight. Like, he should at least, like, Check it, you know, and like not just go like assume, you know, but like it does, it's on his
1: team as well, you know. See the thing, I think it's I, I kind of, um I kind of agree, but also, like at a, um at an event, like a powerlifting event, is usually the the lifter isn't standing there right next to the to like the event. They're usually in the back. Yeah, they walk. They in. walk up. They they sniff their pneumonia or whatever, and then they're like ah, and they just go up and just yeah, do that shit. That is true. So I don't even think he was like standing there like. Counting it out. Counting. Yeah, that it's is not. True, it's I not have. like when you're at the gym and you're just standing and kind they're of waiting around, the, you know?
0: Yeah, I have seen they do walk up. Huh? Yeah. Like, they come out from the back. They're, they're not so, loading it. Yeah.
1: Because they're doing the warm-ups
0: like, with some, like some other, like, equipment in the back. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, yeah.
1: I don't think it's really on the lifter. I think it's um either his team or the people that are putting on the event. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I think...
0: That just such a fuck-up. That's yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... um. Ultimately the, the guy the main guy that was putting it on, he like made a um, announcement saying like, oh um, we, we, it was like a last minute thing I think to put an ESPN and then they were had all these um, he was making excuses basically. He was just like, oh they were rushing us and we got to get things going quick and we weren't expecting it. Um, to go that fast. I know, but they that's the one thing pieces.
0: is the weight on the bar that you gotta manage. If you're doing something else, especially the, for a world record, yeah, if something else in the production is like like off of the cameras or lighting or this or that, and like that's
1: what whatever. I mean, you whatever, know. like it's
0: literally like the weight on the bar. Yeah, you know, like that. Yeah, so
1: big big fuck up. Um, and then I heard, he, I don't know if this has been resolved, but I heard that he wasn't getting paid or he didn't get paid as much he should be, or there was something going on with that. So that's lame. But shout out to him. Julius Maddox, I'm sure he'll come back and uh, hopefully, go for it again. So uh, next one is um, so you know quarantine um, there's been a lack of gym equipment out there. It's been tough to find equipment. I like I'm so, with this, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, being the resources people, resourceful people that they are, Louis Vuitton decided to make a um designer dumbbell set. I guess is what you'd call it. It's um, 3 kilograms each, so that's like a little bit more than 6 pounds, and the set is $2,860 um, to have Louis Vuitton dumbbells. Now, what do you think of that? Well, I'm just one of
0: those people who's anti-hype just in general, you know, like I have a buddy who bought like a... A wallet from i think it was i think it was louis vuitton or one of those whatever the gucci whatnot designer stuff yeah like just like just cuz oh yeah one or whatever it's like four hundred dollars or some shit i'm like dude that's more money than you got in the wallet or like you know what i mean like yeah i'm just so anti that in general like what's it gonna do for you is it gonna sing and dance yeah as whatnot? frank
1: as frank says you cheat so yeah i
0: mean i like don't get me wrong i like a few things like like a few nice things that i pick out like the things that i like, like i don't mind spending on those like when it comes to like expensive jiu-jitsu Books. instructionals uh, yeah, like books. I do spend money on books, um, or like a, a few items of like Lululemon that I, I use all the time. Like I like I'll spend money on stuff that like I'm gonna use and I really like. But like, sure, stuff like that, dude. Like that's just like one of those. Like oh, like I have money. Like that's like
1: that's a clout thing, right? Yeah. That's, like, some shit Kylie Jenner does, and then she buys them, and then, like, does, like, an instant That's Instagram just story. something to show off, like, oh, I can waste this much money on this because I have this
0: so much. I'm worth this much that I can just waste money on this just because I, I can't. Yeah, you know? and the
1: fact that they're three kilograms, that's just... That that's, that, the, yeah, that makes me even more... Cause it's not even usable. Yeah. Unless you're just some, like, I'm, fucking old lady yeah. doing stepper um, step Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like dumbbells and like gym equipment. Like
0: if you're buying a set of dumbbells, like they can be expensive, but they ain't no. They they could be, yeah. I mean, they can be expensive, but they ain't no twenty eight hundred whatever for a, a three kilogram set. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So that's pretty wild. So I'm anti shit like that, just in general. Anti shit like that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it for that one. Next, um, Eddie Hall, big fan of the, the strongman. So he recently, um. He wrote, like, a letter to the British Parliament or whatever. I don't even know. And he was, like, uh, he, he was just going off on them on keeping gyms closed. Because gyms are completely closed still in the UK. It might be different now. I'm not sure. Um, but they're completely closed. And he was just going off on um, whoever's in charge over there, how, you know, fitness and lifting weights is his life. I mean, that's that's how he makes his money, right? Um and he's lucky enough to be in a position now where, you know, he's a world's strongest man um, winner and he's doing good in life and he has a personal gym. But growing up, that's how he dealt with a lot of personal issues, you know, depression, living, growing up poor, lifting weights. And um, I know I know it's a, it's a release for me. It's probably, you know, for you too. Yeah. It's something to take your mind off, things that are going on. And he was just talking about how, um, you're fucking people. You're just like so many people rely on this, and in some form way, lifting weights is an antidepressant. It helps people. And um, he was just saying how, and we've talked about this too. Is how do you, what do you deem essential and not essential? Because he's like, there's pubs open, and you could drink yourself, yeah, to to being just blackout drunk, but you can't go and work out and be healthy and um, productive. Yeah. And I think that's just the issue with what's going on with the Rona. I don't want to get too deep into it. But what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I should probably not say that much because I'm a conspiracy theorist. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down the rabbit, rabbit hole and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the gym should be open. If you don't want to go to the gym because you're scared, stay home, build a bridge, get over it, um, and just let everyone else who wants to continue with their lives get back to their lives. So I would, uh, I would echo that. Yeah, like if you're scared of the virus, okay, cool, stay home, you know. But I mean, the way we get through this is the virus has to go through herd immunity, you know.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So. One hundred percent. Um. And yeah, the um, the deeming what's essential and non-essential. I don't, I don't know how, alcohol is essential. It's very not essential. Yeah, I know. Like liquor
0: stores and whatnot are open and stuff like that. But.
1: And off off topic, but you can't go to AA meetings. <laughs> oh yeah I saw that are we talking about
0: this uh, no but I think was Joe Rogan talking about that
1: um yeah I think so actually yeah I believe he was talking about it but um you can yeah go to a liquor store go to the weed store and those are essential and those are important but you can't gather for an AA meeting don't do that I think they're
0: closing gun shops too or something like that too uh,
1: maybe I don't know yeah I feel like gun shops have kinda been restricted for a while I remember my dad wanted to get one at the beginning yeah. and he couldn't get in very easily, and then he gave up on it. So that's usually how that goes. That's what but they want you to.
0: That's what they want to happen.
1: Exactly. That's probably why they did it. Um. So shout out Eddie Haw. Um. Respect. All right. Yeah. Res- respect. All right. So I believe it was last week we talked about um homeboy that uh CEO of Greg Greg Glassman, he um said some controversial things. Whatever. We talked about it. Uh, he stepped down as CEO. But he's still owner of CrossFit, and he was just gonna bring in a new CEO, the new, the, you know, head of whatever, and um, so there wasn't any problems. And then this home, this guy um, homeboy Eric Rosa, he uh, offered to purchase CrossFit for some ungodly amount of money, like billions of dollars, um, to to buy it from him. Uh, you, th- you think that's like? Do you think that's you think that's, um, important to save the brand and, um, make sure CrossFit keeps on going or do you think it's, um, not that important? Do you think that Greg Glassman guy could still own CrossFit and it'd be okay?
0: Well, I don't remember, like, exactly what he said, um, but like, I'm just, like, in general, I'm just tired of, like, the whole, like, cancel culture and whatnot, um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I don't think, like, if he just sells it or not, like, CrossFit's going to go away. I mean, there might be some changes with it. But, I mean, I don't know what his net worth is, whatnot, where he's at in life. But, like, if he's talking... Yeah. Yeah, Greg. Whatever. Like, well, I don't know, like, what his, his beliefs are on the whole matter. But if he is tired of, you know, being a subject of the, the, the mob... And why not just take his
1: pay and get off? With he's gonna life. he's gonna
0: make billions of dollars.
1: Yeah, he can just have... Uh, it, maybe not billions. I don't know really how it works. I mean, I'm
0: sure he could have that fu money, where you, okay, you just go off ba- into the sunset.
1: Basically, you can sell that and not have to worry about money for the rest. Yeah, of his unless
0: life. like he really does love ha- he, like CrossFit as his, like his life. You know, like that's part of. Like, he doesn't like, look like he, a, does he does. He look doesn't crossfit. like he does it himself. No, it's. I don't think he's like. Well, maybe passionate like passionate about it. Maybe like. like as a yeah. Okay, then maybe not. But like I'm just saying like as a for a business, like, it, like, gets him up in the morning, like, maybe, like, running CrossFit does. But if not, then, yeah, just sell it, dude. Stop listening to, like, the mob, you know?
1: Yeah, I'd agree. And then, um, it, yeah, in that same kind of article that I read, um, it said that CrossFit makes $4 billion in annual revenue. So um, I don't know if that's exactly how much, I don't think that's how much, like, the top person making, but I think because it's franchised, no, yeah, well, like that's that's, the how much... that's
0: not profit, right? That's just the revenue. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's just how
1: much money they're in. I mean, it's,
0: um, that still seems is... like a good number.
1: Yeah, but still... say,
0: well, they spend five billion a year. <laughs> so then, you know. Yeah. Although I'm sure they're not, but
1: you know, they're yeah. Not profits. Yeah, I. I thought that was a large number. That was interesting. All right, and last one we'll do is just. Um, it's actually a, another um, world record bench press, but it's equipped. So if you don't know the difference between raw and equipped. Raw is just you know, just no nothing on you. You just, just lay down. No press belt. It. No. Yeah. No. That, singlet? No singlet. Yeah. So it's um. No it's a bench press suit. When you do equipped, it's um. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a, it's like a tight ass wetsuit. You just like s- stuff in there, and. Well, it's a, not like a
0: wetsuit? It's like a, like a wrestling singlet, right? It's yeah.
1: Like a, I I just said wetsuit because it's a singlet. I don't know. It's the same. Yeah. But it's just like it's like. It's just um, it's just a, plastically or not plastic, but like nylon, stretchy kind of material. Yeah, it kind of
0: helps with the uh, what's it called, right? The, uh, the
1: elasticity. Yeah. Um, and there's different plies. Um, I remember, uh, like one of the Westside Barbell guys talking about it. There's different plies, and that just accounts for like different thicknesses, and how many layers there are. So there's different plies. I don't know how what ply this is, but anyways, it's equipped bench press world record. And he lifted. This is so insane. He lifted eleven thousand and five pounds, which is five hundred one point two kilograms. Which is an important number because remember, uh, Thor, Athiur Bjornson, he deadlifted one hundred and five or five hundred and one. I was like, I am do- Dude, I'm, I swear I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, 500- I was feeling
0: dyslexic last night, actually. I couldn't, I couldn't read guarantee off of the card. <laughs> I was like, guarantee. Dude, I,
1: I, <laughs> I switch numbers constantly. It's so annoying. But 501 uh, kilograms. He deadlifted that. And that's bananas because most of the time, bench press, it's significantly less money. Or er, money, Jesus Christ, weight. Uh, it's usually like around half of that. You know, that you're bench, benching compared to, like, your deadlift. And this guy, even though it's equipped, he pressed more than Hathor your deadlifted. That doesn't even make sense.
0: Yeah, that's insane.
1: And, like, it's weird because, like... That's um some crazy shit, I just... I found this shit, but, like, like, it has, like, barely any views. Like, no one's even, really talking about it. It's just, like... It's just, like, that a, whole
0: niche Equipped... Equip, yeah, equip, yeah, people just don't appreciate
1: equipped, it. Equipped... Equipped, um... Powerlifting, I guess, is just whatever no one really cares about that that much i guess um but i thought that was pretty bananas um okay that's it for the current events um we're coming up on an hour i don't know if you want anything to add
0: mm, no not, not really to be
1: yeah i think we we covered it all we're good um so yeah uh we're trying to get more consistent trying to for like two weeks but at least we got this one done and we're keeping it going And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, Yep, that's it for the Performance Academy. Appreciate you guys listening to it. Um, My name is Zach. And I'm Josh. And we'll see you guys. Peace.
0: Later.